Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? Ugh. Achoo! Moo? No, don't worry, I've not travelled through a creaky door, sneezed at all the dust before blowing a trumpet, confusing a cow and making the crowd angry. I only do that sort of thing on a Saturday. I was just playing Uproar, the very funny game of silly, silly sounds from Macmillan. It's a super simple but incredibly fun play, suitable for anyone of any age at all, as long as you can read, match words, and most importantly, make amazing noises like surprised cat, meow, or bubbles, or, um, twit twoo. Can you, uh, can you guess what that was? Yeah, that's right, a sad owl. Twit twoo. Oh, wait, that wasn't me that time. I am a sad owl. Oh, no, why are you sad? Because I'd like to have a go at funny noises, too. Oh, okay, go on, then. If you go to macmillan.fun and use the code CC4K, you'll get a fancy 10% off the brilliant opera game. Um, what sound effect was that? Rubbish podcast host. Oh... As the sad owl, who is rubbish at sound effects, says, head to macmillan.fun and have a look at any of their brilliant, very funny games, including the wonderful uproar. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can use the code CC4K to get a whole 10% off. Woohoo! I'm a happy owl now. You are listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense. Hello and welcome to. Oh, hang on. Thank you for waiting. You are number 58,743 in the queue. Sorry, I'm on the phone. I'm trying to get through to the complaints department of Lemons Are Us because I bought a lemon. And it turned out to be a potato that someone had painted yellow, which is just... I mean, it's not acceptable, is it? I'm very upset about it. I really wanted to buy a lemon, and instead I've got some a yellow painted potato. So I'm trying to complain, but I've now been on hold for... Uh, let me just check here. 12 days. 12 days. Thank you for waiting. You are number 58,744 in the queue. What? But hang on, I was number 58743 just a second ago. How did someone jump the queue in front of me? I haven't even gone anywhere. I'm, I, I do apologise, listeners. I can't imagine that my call is going to be answered anytime soon. So let me just start the podcast while I stare angrily at this lemon potato. Right. <clears throat> Welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from... Number 78,920 in the queue. To... Number Cheesecake in the queue. 
number cheesecake? How am I now number cheesecake? What even does that mean? Uh, maybe I should just eat the potato, but I suppose that would mean they've won, and I, I just can't have that, alright? I want some justice. But I also don't want to hear this annoying song anymore. Listen to this hold music, it is awful. It sounds like if someone made it by falling asleep on a keyboard and then being pushed down a hill. Wait, look, hang on, I'll, I'll show you exactly what I mean. Let me just get my keyboard. And I'll just pop it by this hill. Linda, Linda, I'm going to fall asleep on this keyboard. Can you push me down the hill to prove a point? Linda. Oh, all right, well, I'll do it myself. Hang on. See? Exactly the same. We tried to connect, but you weren't there. Please call again during our opening hours of 12.01 to 12.02 p.m. What? I was calling number 58744. This is ridiculous. Right, look, before I call back, um... Firstly, just hello, all of you. I just wanted to also say this week a shout out to Etta, who says her gran is called Linda. And that is great. Thank you, Etta, for letting me know. But is she also this Linda? Right. Have you asked her where your coffee is? If you do ask her where your coffee is and she doesn't bring you any or indeed even turn up at all and maybe doesn't exist, then she could well be our Linda. And you need to let us know immediately. Um, that is, I think, the definitive test of whether a Linda that you may know or see out there in the wilderness, if she is this show's Linda. Um, you could also try asking her, are you the Linda? You know, that one, that Linda. And if she replies, bloop. Bleep. She's a robot, Linda, not our one. Um, if she replies, Yag McGrag, then I, I don't know what's going on, but maybe sort of offer her a blueberry and walk away slowly. So I hope that's helpful. Um, at some point, obviously, I know I know many of you have been asking for it. I will put out a how to spot our Linda guide once I find out what she looks like and if she even exists. Um, also this week, a very big shout out to Noah, uh, whose mum said he demands this podcast. Good. So should all of you, like wherever you are. If you're at a restaurant and they say, what would you like? Just say, Radio Nonsense Podcast, please. And then maybe also some ice cream, because it'd be silly not to. Like if you're at a train station and they say, how can I help? Just yell, I'd like the Radio Nonsense Podcast, please. And then don't get on a train, just like walk out and leave. That is how it should be. So thank you, Noah. That is very inspiring stuff for all of us. Um, now, listen, I've not had any uproar competition entries for a few weeks from any of you. Um, and there are still three noises that you could make to win a copy of the game from Macmillan. These are a toddler tantrum, saxophone and noisy eating. I'm sure all of you could do brilliant impressions of those. So do get your trembling bath donkeys. I'm sorry, grown ups to help you record your impression of any of those and uh, then send them into podcast at comedy club for kids uk. And that'll win you a copy of the brilliant game of silly sounds. Um, and you can enter wherever you are in the entire world well unless you're at lemons r us it's look frankly you don't deserve it you've put me through enough trouble already um this week though as well to add to those impressions of toddler tantrum saxophone and noisy eating if you send in your sounds of a whale call then you could win a game too um there'll be one more sound next week and that'll be all the games that we have to give away so do get sending those impressions in and of course, if you have questions you need answering, jokes you want to send in, or in fact, ways you could cook with a potato painted yellow like a lemon, then um, that'd be very helpful. So please do get those trembling bath donkeys, sorry, grown-ups, to help you email those to the same address. And of course, don't forget, we've got a live Radio Nonsense show at the Southbank Centre in London on October the 26th. And that's going to have me, Athena Kuglenu and Jos Norris on the panel. Um, will Linda be there? 
I just I just don't know. Uh, we could we can check uh, on the day, um, but we will be answering your questions live, which is very very exciting. I have no idea how many we'll get through, but we'll try our best to answer a few at least. Um, and tickets are at the southbankcentre.co.uk site or at the link in the podcast blurb. Uh, we've also got a few comedy club for kids shows going on too. Um, you can find out when they're near you at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and grab one of our t-shirts at comedyclubforkids.store. Right, that's all of the things. Um, so let me just give this another go. Thank you for calling Lemons RS. You are caller number infinite shoes. Uh, right, this could be a while. You get listening to the importantest bit. Hi, you know who you call. Leave How exciting that today on Radio Nonsense, I am joined by the one and only Tucson Douglas, a.k.a. Captain Tusi Dukes the 12th, a.k.a. Tucson, who always, always has his shoes on. And as all of our Greek-speaking listeners know you as Aftos Otipos Pupefti Pano Apo Enasantusis. Of course, all of our listeners will know you from building three of the modern wonders of the world entirely out of custard cream biscuits, for being a pioneer of ignoring well-being and instead the benefits of being in a well, and most famously for starring in the film of your own life story aged just two months old and winning 12 Oscars for it, including Best Set Design. Um, Tucson, it's so lovely to have you on the show. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. And uh, thank you very much for having me and um, recognising some of my achievements. You know, when you read them back to me it was just like wow I actually you know I have done a, a lot in my life and um, I'm, I'm proud of all of them particularly the custard creams yes um you know a lot of people called me crazy mm. they said it couldn't be done they said why would you want to do it you know why would you want to recreate three of the seven wonders of the world entirely using just custard cream biscuits and I told them why not wow huh? why would I not do it you know what I mean? Because if you really care about custard creams, you'd realize that they deserve to be seen in the, all their glory by the world uh, in monumental monument form. I, and that's what that uh, I very did. Very inspiring. And, I, you know, thank yeah. you for, for sort of bringing that inspiration to the show. I'm sure listeners hearing yeah, this yeah. will go, there is nothing to stop them building whatever they like out of whichever. Yeah, well, I was going to say whichever biscuit, but I custard think, cream you know, Coliseum. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The Great Wall of Custard Creams. Yes, um, yes. Which, I mean, that one took you a very, very long time because you built it absolutely to scale, didn't you? It was entirely to scale, yeah. Um, each custard cream uh, re- re- uh, resembled only a mere two inches of the wall. So you can imagine that that was a lot of packs of biscuits that yeah. we'd get through. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, we had to eat some of them as well. So then we had to redo right, the ones right. that we did That's because very, we ate them. That was very so. tricky. Yeah. And didn't the heat cause issues because the middle bit would melt and then you have to sort of redo that section? Yeah. It, it turns out the custard cream filling, not the best, uh, not, not the best kind of building uh, uh, mix. But, um, you know, we made it work. Yeah, yeah, and in and in rain as well, where I believe it, some of it got soggy, but you, you kept. I mean, all of it, you know. And I suppose you know you pay off with that one as well as you know the astronauts at the International Space Station could see it, and and I believe you got praise from space, which I mean that that's just remarkable. I mean, it's always you know when astronauts uh, in the space station are looking down and they're going, "Is that a is that a biscuit?" and you know they they're, they're taking their breath away from it and um also they get peckish yes. uh, by it you know that's um it's a real compliment yes it really, really is. is i believe they had to send up two or three rockets just full of custard creams 
After yeah, and we them. actually built those rockets from custard creams. Oh, wow. Fun fact. Wow. Yeah. And they survived yeah. the, the journey? or? 100% didn't, no. They they, they, <laughs> right. they, 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 they did not make it through <laughs> yeah. the atmosphere. No, yeah. Yes. yeah. There it... was custard raining all down on people. It was actually, it was actually a disaster, but um, a tasty one. Yes. I mean, tasty. I don't think I'd mind... You know, like, like, because because rain is 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 great. Um, you know, we've been recording this after a, a very hot few days. I'm really desperate for rain, but there are times when I think I'd really love it if this rain was something tastier, like custard, mm. even just sort of lemonade would be quite nice every now and then. You know, something to change it. Sometimes, you know, I've seen this rain before. Change it up a bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's like, hello, squash it, Zix. You know what I mean? The yeah. squash. Why don't you put some of that squash in the clouds, and you know, we'd all be really enjoying the rain a lot more yeah yeah i mean it, it wouldn't take much for like a plane going through a cloud to just put a bit of sort of barley water a bit of orange orange or apple and black currant just kind of yeah. sprinkle it over the clouds and then when it does rain tasty times tasty times indeed yeah also you know like um tennis often gets called off when it's raining but then they also go off to the side and drink squash during tennis so if the rain was squash they could just keep playing it'd be fine yeah probably actually help their performance to be honest yeah yeah i think most people's before i i mean i i, I can see you know I, I could see issues with all the crops say all the food crops tasting of squash but then that maybe wouldn't i mean again it'd probably be quite good i mean i definitely eat a lot more carrots if they tasted like black currant squash yeah that's all i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no shade on carrots but i think a lot of us would be you a lot more if you taste like black currants. That is, yeah, I mean, that kind of is shade on carrots, but but you know, but I, I do I get what you mean. I get you know, rabbits might be upset, but I think generally for the rest of us, we'd. I mean, carrot cake might actually be really good. I mean, it's you know I like it, but it, mm. if it was apple and blackcurrant carrot cake, but I also think rabbits uh, would probably appreciate it because you know they're probably sick of the taste of carrots by now. Yeah. You know, they're probably like crying out for something new something different in the world of carrots and actually if we could create uh black currant squash flavored carrots i think a lot of rabbits would actually be really keen on that yeah it's a it's a it's a very valid point actually and it's something that a lot of people don't think about is you know we as as human beings um i don't want to presume I'm, I'm fairly certain you're a human being i'm pretty certain i'm a human being not always sure but you know as human beings we get to eat a lot of different cuisines a lot of different foods and then animals often don't like it must be pretty rubbish just being like um you know like fish they just have fish food that's rubbish isn't it mm. yeah i think you know we assume that custard creams are just for human beings but why mm. you know actually custard creams are a, a wonderful food that are for everyone you know all types of animals could have custard creams so i would encourage everyone to you know if you see an animal give them a custard cream they'd really thank you for it are you are you suggesting that listeners should carry a pack of custard creams with them at all times? Okay, is that, is that something you do? Can I ask? Like, have you have you got them about your person now? I've got about five packs. Yeah, right. I never leave the house without five packs of custard right. creams. Right. Yeah, any less than that, it's you know you're asking for trouble. So you should always have at least five packs of custard creams. When have you had to one for yourself? I'm oh, sorry. Go on. I've just said one for yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, one for someone else uh one for an animal you see mm -hmm. uh one for if you just want to build something mm -hmm. uh, as we've covered and just uh just an extra one you know so you never know what might happen well, well that's that's what i was going to ask is you know when 
when have you had to break out? Like you know, because obviously this is this is uh, you've experienced this as a reason. You've got five. You've mm. you've been through this before. When was the time when you had to mm. break out all five? All five, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, I was at a wedding, mm-hmm. um, and all they had there was just non-custard cream food, which you know it was shocking to wow. be honest. Absolutely shocking. Yeah, it was bad. It was it was really bad. And there were a lot of people there, and they were they were pretty fed up to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so I just busted out all the custard creams and just started passing them to everyone, throwing them, and everyone was like, "Yay! Finally, some real food." Um, and the, the the happy couple were just over the moon. They're like, thank oh, you. Good. This is the best gift anyone could ever have given us. Um, you've absolutely made our lives. Wow. That's a, that's a beautiful, yeah. that's a really beautiful and again, very inspiring story. And yeah, I mean, and I can see now that must have been a turning point for you. Like, well, that's how many I needed then. We don't know when this could happen again. It's got to be five packets from now on. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it it really goes far you know you can break them up you can twist them give separate halves so it goes a lot mm. farther than you think yeah do you, do you... we fed 5000 people that day cost of that's, in, that's cost... incredible that is incredible yeah. with five yeah. that wow i would i would never have guessed some that, would say it's a miracle but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wow well i mean it is it is. i mean i was going to ask is do you carry anything else about your person because of you know five bags of custard creams you seem like someone that's prepared for all these kind of eventualities. Have you got other, are there other things that you carry about that perhaps, you know, listeners might learn survival tips uh, from you about? Uh, yeah. Shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm never without shoes. Oh, as yes. you mentioned yes. in your intro. Yeah. I always wear my, sh- always wear shoes. Mm. Um, you know, I think people take that for granted. You know, sometimes they take their shoes off. I never take them off. Right. You know, have you never, because... not even when sleeping, not even in the bath. Always wear shoes. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Are you sure that's your a, that's feet a rule. are still there? I have no idea. Um, I, I've stopped being able to feel them uh, many years ago, um, but it doesn't matter because I always wear shoes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah. And again, I suppose you're always ready then should you need to nip out or, you know, like there's never an issue with having to put your shoes. Like putting your shoes on can take a while, can't it? And doing laces and things. Exactly. And- yeah, I save a lot of time. It's just more efficient, you know. I'm busy, you know. I'm I'm building things with custard creams. I don't have yep. time to faff around, kind of doing my laces and all this kind of stuff that normal people do. No, I just wear shoes. Saves a lot of time. A lot of famous people, um, successful people, they always wear their shoes as well. Steve Jobs, right? Never took off his sandals. Wow. Yeah. 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 Not even wow. Yeah. I mean that that does explain quite Never. a lot. Yeah, I mm. suppose because like you say, you just fit a lot more. There's a there's a whole load of extra time in your day that you you wouldn't have even thought about before. Mm. You know, I I don't want to um I I, I worry that this is going to sound like a, a sort of a disrespectful question, but would you ever combine your love and your passion for custard creams with your your shoes? Would, would custard creams make good shoes, or is this taking it a step too far? I mean, it's interesting that you brought that up, actually, because we're um, in the process of developing a um, beverage uh, made entirely of custard creams. And um, the way that we're making this um, completely organic is that we're actually um, stepping on the custard creams. Um, so you do need good footwear for that to really mm. crunch up the custard creams and mulch them up into a nice, um, fine liquid. Um, and that is... Um, been proven to be at the moment incredibly tasty mm. trials yeah it's going down very well 
Wow. That's, well, that sounds that sounds incredible. And um, and I guess you know, were your shoes to get covered in custard cream, you still wouldn't take them off. Absolutely not. No, no, that's um, absolutely not. That's impressive. What about in um, like, because sometimes on like sort of safety guidance for like planes or things, they say you know if there's an emergency, you have to take your shoes off. Would would you do it then? Mm, yeah. Uh, what what planes have you been on that that have asked you to take your shoes off? I don't, not not like on the on the plane, but like sometimes when they do that when when the flight attendant does the little safety thing, it goes like blow into yeah. this whistle and there's the exit, and then and then they you have to look at the card, and sometimes on the card it says you have to take your shoes off if there's an emergency. Yeah, I would I would give the flight attendant a custard cream, and I'm sure that would go away. Right. To be honest, right. sure they'd be like, "We've made a mistake here. We're yeah. so sorry." What about yeah. what about? In fact, um, there's not even an emergency. This plane's absolutely fine. Wow, wow! I mean, that's wow. That's very powerful. That's the that's the power of a custard cream. But, look, what about okay? Hang on, here's the big one. Then, what about bouncy castles? You take your shoes off for a bouncy castle? Uh I have never been on a bouncy wow. castle. What? What? Yeah, it's a big admission. I've never been on a bouncy castle because I've never found one um, that has enough bounce for me to right. feel like it'd be worth taking my shoes off. You know, a lot of these bouncy castles, one, they're not even castles, right? Mm. So that's false advertising. Yeah, yeah. And two, they're not very bouncy. I've seen them. They're, they're, they're a bit like bongy. You know, kind of boing boing, but they're not bouncy. I wouldn't say they're bouncing around, you know. So Wow. Wow. That's if I mean... you can find me an actual castle that bounces, maybe I'll take my shoes off. Wow. That's amazing. I mean it, it, they are you're right, they're pretty ineffective as castles because it would just take one sort of one night with a sword and then they've defeated the castle. They've just popped it. Mm. Like, that is that is rubbish. And I don't know how anyone could live in that castle. Like if there was a king or something, they just sort of bounce around and fall over a lot. It would. You're you're right. It is a. I don't know what you should call them instead. Just sort of bouncy bungalows. Bouncy. Not even that really. Not even that. Bouncy sheds. That's the that's yeah. sad fact about it. Oh wow, wow! There's some really deep truths coming out on on, on today's show. And, you know, I, I really I, I thank you for your, your time, Tucson. I'm I'm so pleased that you're able to come here in between your extensive uh, custard cream um, architectural work, which is 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 very important. And all the listeners are very very grateful that you're carrying it out. Um, but obviously, the, the reason I've asked you here is that we have got a, a question that I think you are. I think you're the ideal person that can answer it. Um, but before we get to that, I've got I've got a couple of admin questions I need to ask you for the sake of the show. Um, the first one of these um, is is simply that this is an audio podcast. I don't know if you're aware. Uh, so most of our listeners, I say every week, they do listen with their ears, but they might also listen with their knees or their bums. We don't discriminate however they choose to. Um, and because it's an audio podcast, I just wondered if you had a favourite noise that you could either tell us about or preferably even make for us. Um, I, well... Probably the favorite noise ever has to be the sound, the satisfying sound of macaroni and cheese being stirred. Wow. You know that sound? Mm. It's just a lovely, beautiful, um, almost orchestral sound, that of macaroni and cheese, just fresh out of the oven. Yeah. And then you just stir it up and you go through the crackle of the cheese on top and then the mushiness. Of the macro and cheese. It's something a bit like Wow, 
I mean, that was um, that was a phenomenal mm. sound, and I'm I'm slightly concerned that I, because I I was going to ask if it was like a, a cross between a squelch and a, and, a, and a sort of sizzle, but actually, what what you described there is a very special kind of important sound all by itself that I don't mm. know if I've ever heard anything else ever make. No, I don't think we've got a, a word for it in the English language um, to, to describe that sound. I think they do in German, um, obviously, but not not in English. So. Yeah, is it is it to do with no. the shape of the macaroni and the kind of wind passing through the small tubes as as you stir them that kind of creates that particular noise or, or something else? Yeah, I mean the science is complex, hmm. but. Um, what we're dealing with here is the gravitational pull um, of the macaroni pasta um, meets the friction of the cheese sauce. Um, and that is kind of multiplied by the wind effect created by the, the stirring of it. Um, and that produces that kind of unique sound. I mean, it's it's, it's beautiful. It, it's really impressive, um, and I think you recreated it absolutely perfectly. Um, you know, I, I I'm also I have to say I'm quite surprised that you mentioned a food type that wasn't custard creams. And is this mm. is this your exception to the rule? Yeah, I you know I love custard creams. Um, I really do. Um, I'm a, a passionate advocate of custard creams. Um, but if I'm if I'm honest, my first kind of love um has always been macaroni and cheese um and that's something for me which is very close to my heart um i'm a passionate uh macaroni and cheese um lover is that can I ask is it close to your heart is that where do you sort of keep a packet there on your chest just in case or do you, do you yeah can you see it yeah. can, oh, can yes. you see it now yes. yeah yeah there yes. is yeah yeah yeah. So that's yeah. along with the five packets of custard creams and and your shoes. You've always got one of those on you as as well. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of pockets. Mm. Um, should always have a lot of pockets. And um, I I go to the gym so that I can you know I'm able to carry this kind of weight. Um, so I train for this. Um, you know, a lot of people think they can just do it straight away. Actually, it takes a lot of physical dedication. Um, a lot of, a lot of training. I do a lot of weights. Mm. Um, just so I'm able to really um deal with the 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 load that is five full packets of custard creams in one uh baking tray of uh, of macaroni and cheese yeah yeah but it's i mean it's very you know your dedication is very impressive and and you know it, it's just it's just remarkable and again i'm so grateful you had time to come on this show and and, and could inspire all the listeners uh with your training and and your tips um and and the other thing that i have to ask you as well as your amazing noise um is you know this is a family friendly podcast it's for people of all ages you can possibly imagine can you can you imagine an age oh i mean i can imagine an age for sure mm-hmm. um i think i can imagine an age where you know the world is full of people who really embrace custard creams for what they are mm. and um just little boys and little girls just running around together with a pack of custard creams in their hands. And oh, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful and, and 
sort of slightly squelchy image. I think it's, it's wonderful. I love it. Mm. And, and well, it's totally suitable for that age. Absolutely suitable for that age. It's suitable for any age you can imagine. Ages from you know four or five, six, an age of custard creams. All the ages except the age one hundred years old. Long story. Won't go into it. Not for one hundred years. One hundred one onwards, fine. It's suitable for all other ages. And so what I have to check. You know, just as standard, uh, I have to check if there's any rude words you won't be saying on this show. I think uh, the only rude word that I, I'm definitely not going to say on this show uh, is puddle. Oh. Yeah, uh, oh. it's a it's a horrible word. I'll, I'm not going to say the P word, um, puddle. Oh, sorry, I apologize. Gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so, sorry to all the listeners out there. I know it's an incredibly offensive, horrible word, um, and uh, I promise that. Um, it will not be said again, Puddle. Um, oh God! Yeah, no. Well, it's you know, it's it's really good of you to say that you oh, won't say Puddle, oh. and I'm not going to say Puddle, and I and I think it's it it is a horrible word. We'd get in a lot of trouble if it was mentioned on this show. I think even once. Um, and and so I'm very grateful that you won't be saying. It. I I should say that I have checked the uh, codes of podcast conduct, and if you mm. needed to say the plural Puddles, that is allowed. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the singular. Yeah, I don't. I think I think there's no issues with Puddles. Um, mm. you know, but that singular puddle. Yeah, no. Oh, oh God, no, oh, it it's makes just... you sort of shiver. It's it's a it's a really upsetting thought, uh, and and it just uh, the images it brings it brings to your mind. Oh, it's horrible. It's a very horrible word. Um, I should also say puddings. Fine. Um, just not. Yeah. Puddings, lovely. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for not saying puddle. I also won't say puddle on this show, uh, so it's very appreciated. Thank you. Right, uh, Tucson, listen, the, the reason we've got you here, um, apart from just y- y- your wisdom and just how lovely it is to have you here anyway, but but mainly, mainly we have had this question sent in from Amy and Amy has mm. asked, and I mean, look, this is big. This is a big, this is a big question, right? I don't know if questions can get bigger than this. Maybe if she'd written it all in caps and, and she hasn't, but it, but it's still, it's, it's quite big. Amy has asked, what happens... When galaxies collide, will our planet explode into poo? Wow, mm. that is that's a huge question mm. um, from Amy there, and clearly someone um, who's really passionate about kind of space and uh, our place in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a profound question, um, you know. How can you not kind of think about poo? When you're yep. when you're thinking about the stars, and uh, when you look up into the night sky, and it it, it does give you that sense of, um, you know, poo. Yes, um, yes, it, it really you does. Know, doing a poo. Yeah, you know, um, yes. Well, and and poos can be quite explosive. You know, the galaxies colliding, probably not mm. that different to a really difficult and explosive of poo. Poo, yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, I know that's definitely, you know, happened to me after I've had five packs of custard creams. Mm. Um, it has been a bit like an exploding star. Yes. Um, yes. So, uh, you know, if, um, what what happens, Amy? You know, that's a, it's a really good question. Um, I think, you know, I think we will be okay, this planet. And the reason why I think that, um, actually, I think, lies in the macaroni and cheese, right. which I mentioned. Um, because I think the macaroni and cheese, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, it's, sorry to say, it's kind of impastable um, uh, to to go wrong, you know, when you believe in macaroni and cheese. So I think we need to really, and it's, 
sorry, it's a bit cheesy to say, but um, I think um, I think we're going to be we're going to be all right because because we've got the we've got macaroni and cheese in our lives. So, so is that is that to do with again? You know, I know the science is very complicated, and and I don't mm. know if the listeners, you know, listeners don't. They they tune in for the kind of wisdom and education. I don't know if they want a full on science podcast. It could take hours. But you, you mentioned earlier it's the gravity of of macaroni. Yeah, is is that yeah. a sort of force that would help help us were galaxies colliding? It would sort of I don't know pull us somewhere else or or keep galaxies away. Yeah, yeah. It's called the big macaroni. Mm. Um, TNN. It's called the big macaroni. Um, and basically, um, what will what will happen is, yeah, these you know galaxies will collide, but the actual gravitational force um, of the macaroni will um, offset that galaxy collision and will actually make sure that we are um, far away from ever um, getting affected by it. Wow. That's, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. That is, I, I'm very grateful. And I, I sort of feel like maybe I should eat more macaroni cheese to save the planet. Oh, we should, we should, um, you know, we should all be um, all brie eating, eating more macaroni and cheese for sure. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't. I, Other cheeses are available. Yes, yes, of course, of course. I mean, I, 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 I'm interested by a brie macaroni and cheese. I would have opted for a, probably a cheddar or a parmesan, but you've gone right out of the bat with something different there. You know, it's sort of sparking lots of ideas uh, in in the heads of our listeners, no doubt. Um, but but you know, I think I, I just if we, we just step back a little bit, you know, Amy has asked what happens when galaxies collide. Will our planet explode into poo? But I. Are galaxies gonna do galaxies collide very often? I don't know much about it. Do they do they get in each other's way? I'd I'd assume they sort of just do do their own thing. I think it, it really depends on the time of day. Um, you know, when it's rush hour mm. and um it's really busy um in 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 the space. Um then yeah, you know, you might get more galaxies kind of, you know, they're rushing around trying to get somewhere and then they might bump into each other. It does happen sometimes, you know. Um but you know, if it's if it's uh, a bit earlier in uh, in the day, in the afternoon, and things are a bit quieter. Probably not so much. Actually, you're going to get galaxies kind of colliding with each other. So it really does depend on the time of the day. Maybe. Right, right, and that's useful. That's useful to know. That's very useful. So maybe don't be out and about during galaxy rush hour, just in case. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow, that's very interesting. And and I also wanted to know, sort of, you know. You've obviously said our planet would be fine if galaxies mm. collided, but were our planet to explode, would it explode in, in into poo? I mean, there's probably quite a lot of poo already on the on the planet. I'd have, would, would that sort of be the the main thing that that sprays everywhere? Yeah, I mean, um, Tim, I don't have the facts, um, the the numbers on me at the moment, but I would say that this planet has probably got about um, five hundred million tons of poo um on it, it you know like that the, it, it's it's enormous the, the the amount of poo here um and uh undoubtedly um it's a ticking time bomb you know we're sitting on a poo bomb as we speak wow. um it, it it will happen at some point that we will all be covered in poo um but what i will say is um you know we have the toilet paper um to wipe ourselves afterwards um we've known about this for a while um we've we've been stockpiling toilet paper 
uh, four ply so don't worry it, mm. it will be um, comfortable to use um, and we've been taking steps to ensure that everyone will be able to adequately clean themselves after the poo explosion does take place oh that's i mean that's a that's a, a relief as, as i'm sure it will be some sort of relief um but for the planet when it gets rid of all that poo but is that is that also why because obviously we're constantly told we need to plant trees which i know is very important mm-hmm. but is yeah. is part of that that we need to plant trees so we can then make more toilet paper it, it, it's uh, a big part of that um you know trees are great um obviously in terms of giving oxygen um but also um trees don't poo what yeah so, so what, trees? I, I know what? That, yeah I mean, that's really weird yeah that's really weird yeah it's 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 crazy but they don't poo um we've we've done a lot of um uh, tests on this um conducted a lot of research they they do not poo wow um they are very constipated trees yeah yeah, yeah they're they incredibly must... constipated um but it's good for us yeah um so they're they're really helpful in the fight against the poo mm. Apocalypse. Can I check? Do trees wee? They do wee. Right. They say they wee. They, they just do wee. They just yeah. Poo. They just don't That's poo. That's going to be yeah. pretty, pretty awful for them to not poo. Wow. I mean, you know, these are these are. As I said, it's a very big. It's a very big question, and and um, you know, we don't like to think about sort of uh, galaxies colliding and, and the planet exploding, but it is really useful to have these kind of, you know, know that safety measures are in place. Um, have you got any kind of personal safety measures or anything that you've you've done sort of knowing that this eventuality may obviously macaroni cheese probably avert it but just in case Mm. yeah i mean i think the the main safety measure um is just to practice spinning around um really quickly Mm. as fast as you can just spinning around uh constantly because what that will do um is it will make it harder for the poo to get on you right right so it's science it's just science so Mm. if you spin around really quickly um the poo will have a really difficult job landing on you Uh, and in that way you'll avoid a lot of the mess that's really that's really good and and you've just got to practice enough so you don't get too dizzy and fall over when then the poo could land on you a lot because you've fallen over yeah this is just practice you know just you just gotta get outside and just spin around loads and loads and loads and eventually you'll never get dizzy wow wow listen i mean thank you thank you Tucson. i hope amy is happy with that answer i certainly am i feel like i've learned stuff and i'm gonna as soon as we stop talking i'm gonna start spinning around and uh but well making macaroni cheese i think that's the only Possibly not. I, I would advise maybe listeners don't make macaroni cheese at the same time as spinning around. Potentially dangerous, but maybe with enough practice, you, you could get there. I don't know if that's something to aim for. Yeah, I mean, look, you can do anything you put your mind to. So, you yeah. know, don't let anyone tell you that you can't make macaroni cheese spinning around really fast because um, I'm here to tell you that you 100% can do that if you really try hard enough. Yeah, it's, it's what you've been doing this whole, uh, you know, I didn't want to give it away because, I, you know, I wasn't sure if it was a personal thing until you've now revealed it's it's actually something we should all be doing. But uh, Tucson has been doing this the entire podcast, spinning around and indeed making macaroni cheese, which is, I mean, it's, it's from, and the macaroni cheese is almost ready, I believe. Oh, it's, it's, um, it's tasting really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it looks, it looks, it looks amazing. I, I, I'm excited about when you, when you stir it uh, and the noise it's going to make. It's going to be um, pretty beautiful. 
Um, well, listen, thank, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. And, you know, have you got a busy rest of your uh, rest of your day now? Yeah, um, you know, we're working on um, another um, custard cream monument uh, oh. as we speak. Which um, one? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a toss up at the moment. So it's looking like it'll either be um, between um, Buckingham Custard Palace, mm. um, just uh, Buckingham Palace full of custard creams, right, right. Yeah. Um, or the Custard Coliseum. Right, yeah right yeah which you mentioned earlier which is, is obviously something yeah. obviously you're keen on that one and i can imagine yeah. will you stage will you do it like the modern coliseum sort of a bit broken and with sort of tourists so we do it like the old coliseum and maybe stage kind of gladiatorial custard cream fights inside i think we'll start with the old one um but then eventually people will start eating it and it will turn into the how it is now it's that's broken great. that's great an yeah. interactive an interactive piece and that's more things like that. That's true art. That is true art right there. Well, well, listen, thank you too. So good luck with the Custard Cream Coliseum, the Custard Custard Seum. Um, it sounds very exciting. And, and thank you again for your, for your amazing wisdom and uh, hopefully get you back on the show soon. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute pleasure. Hello, everyone. Thank you for waiting. You are now caller. Thank you for waiting. What does that mean? Oh, you're back. Sorry, everyone. Uh, well, big, big thank you to Custard Cream Hero, Toussaint Douglas, for taking time out of his extremely busy custard cream-based life to answer Amy's important question. And Amy, I do hope you're happy with your answer. And if not, um, please do write it in toothpaste on a very large toothbrush, and then hopefully a giant will brush their teeth with it, and I'll never have to see it. If you have an important question you need answering or you want to send in your impression of a whale call to win a game of uproar or any of the other sounds I've mentioned or you want to send in a joke or your custard cream building designs then please do get your trembling bath donkeys sorry, grown-ups to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk Do also grab tickets to Radio Nonsense live at the South Bank Centre on October the 26th which is in half term so you don't have to miss school to be there um, and you can grab those at southbankcentre.co.uk or in the link in the podcast blurb and do check our other shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and t-shirts at comedyclubforkids.store too. Hello? Is anyone there? Hello? Oh my goodness, oh, I've got through. Um, Hello, hello, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for like 12 days. I'm so pleased I've got through. What do you want? Well, um, listen, I I bought a lemon from you, but it turns out it's actually a potato. I mean, can you believe it? I'm really angry. Congratulations, you've found one of our secret potato lemons and you've won a prize. Oh, amazing, what? I've won a prize. And what what is it? I just put you through to the prize department. Great. Oh, how exciting. I I can't wait. This is the best thing that's ever. Thanks for waiting. You are now caller number pigeon smiley emoji marketing advisor. What? <laughs> you have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids presents. Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, it's the end.